Okay, welcome to not an episode. I think this is number three of complaints and observations. The reason for this not an episode, I woke up to a uh, uh, an avalanche of European football news that, quite frankly, was disturbing on numerous levels. Um, it was bad enough uh, that West Ham got fucking... They, they picked, like, the absolute worst time to play like dog shit. Uh, had the worst first half of football that I've seen from them all season, which has been depressing. Uh, I shouldn't say has been. It was depressing. It hasn't been. The season's been fucking fantastic. But uh, too many mistakes. Too many injuries. The injuries are finally starting to catch up to us, I think. The depth hasn't been there all season, and just through sheer miracles and the magic of, uh, of David Moyes and uh, a handful of solid performances. I mean, it's funny because the previous, I don't know, however many games up until a month ago, uh, our, our back line was the backbone of the squad. The defense was fantastic. Uh, we were playing good. Now we've given up about 850 goals in the last four games. So, that was bad enough uh, early on a Saturday morning. And then I, I wake up. The first thing I read about is uh, uh, Jose Mourinho, who I, I'm sorry to say I love the guy because he's incredibly entertaining. All of his clubs have been shit, and I, I don't like any of his clubs, except for Porto. I can let that slide. But um, big, big fan of him personally. I think he's an excellent troll. He's hilarious. So I was I was kind of bummed to see him go, um, partially because I didn't think Spurs really listened to anything he said, <laughs> which made them shit. So uh, I, I'm fearing that Spurs might have a Chelsea-like revival here with a new manager, but I doubt it because they're still shit. So who knows? But the big news and the biggest news sports wise on planet earth today is the news that 12 uh, European teams in England, Italy, and Spain have decided uh, that they're going to start what they call the super league. So I have a ton that I wanted to mention about this. Okay. Right off the top, you have billionaires, 12 multi billionaires getting together to form a new league and they the name they decide is the Super League. What? That's the best you can fucking do? The Super League. Weak. Like, you know, bring bring in a fucking PR team or or a marketing team on the side. Pay them money to shut up and come up with a better name. And to top it off, the logo is even worse. The Super League. So, <clears throat> for the uninitiated, and I'm sure there's a few, granted I only have four listeners, but I'm guessing all four of you know nothing about European soccer. So, um, essentially there is a number of different layers where the Champions League is where the winners of a bunch of different leagues throughout uh, Europe uh, get together, have a tournament, and decide who is the best club in Europe. That's typically how it works. And then there's the Europa League for the uh, lesser clubs and a handful of winners of smaller 
um, leagues and, you know, it, it's a, it's a nice way to do things. I like the way that they do it. And it's one of the things that has endeared me to the sport since really becoming interested nine or 10 years ago. The problem with the super league is multi there's, there's so many different levels and so many different things that, is, that, that would be wrong about this. Okay. You're going to listen to me stutter and stammer because I'm struggling to get through this. So I apologize in advance, but <clears throat> so what the league is going to be is essentially a franchise model, very similar to the way that United States sports works. So in, in major league baseball, for example, you have uh, 32 teams or 30 teams. I don't even know how many fucking teams there are anymore, but basically it's the same teams all the time. There's no movement. Unlike, uh, the relegation uh, issues in, in European soccer, where if you finish in the bottom, however many uh, of, of your particular league, you're going to get sent down to the lower level. So it's going to be a franchise model. So right now there are 12. <clears throat> Apparently the goal for the Super League is to have 15 clubs. And to make it, those teams are in the league uh, all the time, regardless, and eventually... Uh, the thinking is that there's going to be five teams added to this Super League tournament every year, but there's no rhyme or reason as to who's getting in, at least nothing that's been revealed just yet. Um, there's a shit ton of money involved. Right from the jump, it's something like $3.5 billion split amongst, amongst these 15 teams, underwritten by apparently J.P. Morgan, and from the sounds of it, it's the it's the U.S. owners um, that are at the head of these things, along with a handful of Italian clubs. Now, the more I dig into this, the more I realize, okay, first and foremost, it's a money thing, right? Which sports are a business now, unfortunately. And that's what a lot of people can't seem to wrap their head around, that it it is more of a business than it is a sport. Uh, the sport is is more or less the not the basis for the business, but it, it's it's a part of the business. Okay, so the thinking is that the Super League here can survive strictly based on uh, advertising, television rights, and, and the like, which could be true. <clears throat> but the American owners want to have that certainty. They want to have the that guaranteed money on a yearly basis. Part of the reason is that these fucking idiots have no clue how to manage a business. Now, look, you could say, well, Dave, they're they're billionaires. How, how do they get to be billionaires if they can't figure out how to run a business? Well, if you take a look at uh, current debt for a majority of these teams, there's only a handful of clubs that are that are an actual you know, uh, sort of, I guess you could you could say reasonable financial standing, right? There's one team that is far and away the most in-debt club in this bunch, and it's Tottenham. And it's because <clears throat> they decided they were going to self-finance their stadium, their new stadium, uh, with help from the NFL as one. But they are just disaster. Not only does fucking Spurs suck, and I hate them, but 
Dan Levy, who runs the club and owns the club, has no fucking idea what he's doing. He hires Mourinho basically to be, uh, you know, a sexy hire because they're they're having a show on Amazon. Yet they haven't fucking won shit ever, literally ever. Yet somehow this fucking shit club is like, oh yeah, we'll we'll join the Super League because we're one of the top fifteen clubs on the planet. Fuck off. Arsenal right now is another one. Stan Kroenke, uh, who owns the Rams, he owns the Nuggets, he owns somebody else. Cardinals? He might own the Cardinals too. I'm not sure. But anyways, Stan Kroenke, he, he owns Arsenal. Arsenal sucks. They haven't done anything um, since probably the Invincible season. So, you know, what the fuck? Who cares? Uh, Man United... I'm going to temper my opinion on United only because uh, my dear friend Ian is a supporter of United. A uh, friend of the show, Ian. Supporter of Man United. But uh, everything I've read, it sounds like they were fucking right at the top of pushing this fucking thing. So <clears throat> there's another club that hasn't done anything since uh, since Alex Ferguson left. They haven't won anything. You have, you have Man City and you have Chelsea who apparently came in late. And the thinking is that they just didn't want to be uh, be left behind. So they have no scruples. They have no morals. So they're going to you know join the flock, if you will. But, I mean, what did they hit today? 1999, Man City was playing in third division football. And now suddenly they're top 15 club on the planet. That's what Russian oligarch money will do. So it's a very entitled format, okay? Because what gives these teams the right to decide that they are the top 15 clubs on earth? It's leaving out France. It's leaving out Germany. There's a bunch of reasons why, okay? PSG, for example, apparently the guy that owns PSG also owns BN Sport, who has Champions League television rights. And if they were to join this thing, that would be out the window. Um, the German teams, a little bit different ownership structure over there, where they have what's called the 50 plus one rule, where 50% plus one share has to be owned by the club, meaning um, the club, what do you call it? Club membership. So, for example, in Bayern, uh, there's teams that, that, well, no, geez, I fucked that up. So Bayern has club membership where they put certain things to vote and the majority is the club. So whoever happens to be part of club membership. So it's typically just supporters. And one example I read is apparently uh, a few years ago, they had they were going to change the color of the shorts to blue. And they voted it down just kind of goes to show how that structure in Germany works. The Bundesliga, the way that they handle their club ownership is a little bit different than everybody else. So, But at the same time, my thinking is that it's more of a wait-and-see mentality from, from the French teams and from Germany, where they're, gonna, they're just going to kind of wait it out. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna look like the heroes here, where... 
if this thing does progress, you know, PSG, Bayern, Dortmund, they're just going to slide in and be those last three teams. That's my feeling. I could be way off, but that's my thinking. Um, and the timing of this is very, very suspect because the UK is still so locked down, um, you know, in, in, because of the pandemic and currently apparently protesting uh, is grounds for arrest. Granted, it hasn't stopped a lot of people. Um, I, I was seeing earlier lot of uh, fans in, 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 uh, at Ellen Road in Leeds uh, protesting the arrival of, of Liverpool as they, as they come in for today's match. So <clears throat> the timing is suspect. It's a lot of, it's a lot of fear that lesser clubs, quote unquote, lesser clubs are finally starting to catch up. So you're seeing clubs like West Ham now who are a lesser club may steal a Champions League spot. Now, they're West Ham, so they'll probably finish sixth. But the chances there, I don't want them to finish sixth. I want them to fucking make Champions League. Can me? That'd be fucking incredible. But it would be, uh, you know, a team like that bumping one of those top six clubs out of the big money. And that's where, that's part of the, it, it, probably more than part of the reason why they're doing this, okay? They want to make sure that they get that big nut every single fucking year. Because they have no fucking clue how to manage their business. So if if West Ham comes along and steals a piece of the pie uh, in a year where Arsenal and Tottenham don't make, don't make the Champions League, uh, and you have Leicester sneak in there too, uh, it's like, oh, what the fuck? Now what? Now what? Because now you're going to have a bunch of clubs. You're going to have three of the top six clubs that don't get in. Three of the big six clubs. Sorry. So, in, and especially in a year when there's no... When, when all of these clubs are losing revenue because of the pandemic and not having people in the building. That's uh, a huge loss for these massive clubs who, again, can't seem to fucking balance their books. Man City's the only one that can seem to do it. Yet, they're probably the best team in the world right now. But they're the only ones that don't have like completely unmanageable debt. So, uh, Real Madrid, Barcelona, two more clubs that are close to a billion dollars in debt right now. A billion. A billion. This is a fucking bailout for these guys. If this goes through and they start doing this next year or the year after, they can count on, one, uh, a piece of that $3.5 billion pie right off the jump, and then two, anywhere from 200 to 300 million, roughly, just right off the top in additional Super League revenue. Where that's coming from, nobody knows because this thing has gone over like a fucking lead balloon. And quite frankly, it's it's uh, one, it's funny, and two, it's incredibly interesting because the the tricky thing here is right. The American owners are being blamed for this, and probably rightfully so, because you know their business in American sports, where they can count on 
a certain amount of revenue that is shared amongst the teams in, in all these leagues. Okay. But the thinking is what's to stop some of these bigger clubs in any of these other leagues uh, from doing the same exact thing? What's to stop, say, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Cubs, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, um, and whoever else from getting together and being, yeah, you know what? Fuck Major League Baseball. We can we can play baseball on our own. You know, and granted, there's a lot of legal ease and there's a lot of uh, contractual bullshit, but I mean, who the fuck cares? If they make enough money on their own, what's it going to matter? The NFL is probably the only one that I think that wouldn't do it just because they make so much fucking money as it is. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Like, you know, you could have Canadian hockey teams. They won't because they don't make any money. But they decide, hey, I don't want to be in the NHL anymore. Let's, let's just start the Canadian Professional Hockey League and have six teams and go from there. Um, the NCAA, that's the big one. That's that's the fucking kicker. College football, where you have 20 Division One teams break off from the NCAA because there's literally nothing contractual there. That's a, that's a membership setup. So now you have 20 college football teams making uh, absurd amounts of money, getting their own sort of TV deals, getting their own setup. It's very similar. And the, and the problem is <clears throat> it's a, it is so greed-based. And I hate to be the person that's like, oh, it's greedy. But... Because, look, it, they all have the right to make as much money as they want. It's well within their right. But the problem is it's killing sport and not just soccer, but money has is when you, you can wax poetic about how sports was when you were younger. And if you've listened to the, my, to my show ever, you know that I, I don't have much else. Okay. Sports is pretty much it. And one of the, one of the reasons that I, I sort of fell in love with soccer, especially uh, with West Ham, is that, you know, the the romanticized history of it, the uh, the glory, the, the excitement, the, the, the part of, it's a very family, it's a family. It's probably the best way to put it. Now, I, I've made a handful of connections on, on Twitter, and that's that's it. But even that alone, like it's a connection that you don't have with, you know, with Patriots fans. Okay. I mean, my wife and I are season ticket holders to the Patriots, and I don't fucking know anybody that sits around us because everybody in my section is typically, uh, you know, buying their tickets from scalpers. So there's no, there's no community there. There's not, there's no, there's no connection. It's just that you're you're a fan. You're paying money to sit there and watch the game. So, you know, the history behind these English clubs and the way that, that supporters have been talking about it today where these owners are nothing more than custodians of the club. They own the club, but in, in the fans' minds, they are nothing more than custodians. They're simply placeholders for the next one. 
And they're only there to provide a little bit of support for their club. It's a shame. It's an absolute shame. And these 15 clubs or or 12 clubs that are putting this thing together, they just, they simply do not care about this. And again, that goes back to the American ownership because they don't have that connection. They don't have it. It doesn't exist. And of course, as as is the case with pretty much anything these days, Americans are going to be, uh, you know, shit on as a group because a handful of people are going to ruin it for everybody else. But that's fact. It's, that's the truth right now. The novelty of the thing is going to wear off. You're still going to have supporters of all these teams, you know, watching uh, Arsenal, watching United, watching Chelsea. You're still going to have them. But wouldn't the novelty wear off eventually? Because you're going to have... It's going to get stale. Because one of the good things about soccer and European football especially is that you don't have the repetitive matchups. You don't have the fucking, like today, Red Sox and White Sox. Big fucking deal. There's nothing special about it. But it makes the special moments later on in the season more special because you have to sit through the slog to get to the special moments. There is a very large bee in my fucking basement. Uh, boy. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I have nothing really of substance to add to this other than I find it to be more or less pretty disgusting and quite frankly annoying because they're taking something that I've grown to love and ruining it. Um, you know, the excitement of seeing West Ham fight for a, a Champions League spot is going to be, you know, it, it won't matter. If, you know, the Champions League is diluted and watered down, doesn't have the same excitement because the opportunity to go uh, see West Ham play Barcelona, for example, wouldn't exist. Because the, the other weird thing about this is that UEFA just came out with new Champions League uh, guidelines, which... In a, those fucking sucked. So you're going to have teams that uh, didn't make, didn't qualify, still get in because they were big clubs. Like, fuck off. That's just like Super League light. That's all it is. The format would be different. Fucking the way that uh, teams get in would be different. The whole thing would be different. But now, because of this, uh, it's sort of sliding under the radar. The other weird thing is that somehow... FIFA, FIFA, of all fucking organizations here, comes out smelling like a fucking rose. FIFA, the most corrupt sporting organization on the planet behind the NCAA. FIFA comes out smelling like a fucking rose here. Amazing. It's amazing. The whole thing is crazy. If you're not familiar, do yourself a favor. Do a little research. 
Uh, the Athletic has an amazing article uh, that just kind of talks about the ins and outs of it and, and essentially lays out that, look, it's all about money, which is 1,000% correct. And that's all that we're talking about here. Big, big money for people that already have big, big money. There's no end. In, that's the other thing that I can't seem to wrap my head around. There's no end in sight. It's always more, 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 more. Always more. Doesn't matter how much you have. You got to have more because it's all about that fucking little smidge of control. You know, for, for these clubs, these 12 clubs, the money is one thing, right? But it's the control. It's the power. It's being able to say, hey, I'm in the Super League, which is a dumb fucking name. But to them, having that ability might mean more than making X number of billions of dollars. It just might. Who knows? Anyways, this has been not an episode. Uh, if you found this so annoying, well, that's fine. Fuck yourself. It's my show. Um, feel free to listen to any of my other shows and be equally as bored. Come on, you irons. <laughs>